girls two two days before christmas wow yes i am still a christmas grinch i'm still not happy about that but the the moment that i appreciate the most when it comes to christmas is when i see my family my younger cousins my uncle my aunt my siblings around the christmas tree and they start opening the presents that's the moment where i feel like yes it was worth the hassle of complaining and moaning about the Christmas songs and absolutely everything else. But the other things that, are, that is really, really important when it comes to being a business leader around Christmas is to think a bit about our mental health and well-being. There, there are moments when you're probably there with your family enjoying Christmas, enjoying that moment when they open the presents, when the food is finally ready. There's no more arguing well, for a while. Then you're there and you're thinking, oh, by the way, have I done my accounts for this year? Oh, I haven't really planned for next year. Oh, but I need to do X, Y, Z. So how can you really start thinking about your mental health during the one week or so where the world goes to sleep and to enjoy Christmas and the New Year coming so that you can start thinking about more and what about what you we can start thinking about what you can do differently next year as you come back. So this episode is going to be nice, short and sweet, full of great ideas for you to take on board for next year, whether you are a Christmas Grinch or not. If you are new on this show, well, yes, this is a special Christmas edition and um, we love to interview startups and founders and anyone that would like to, uh, to bring something to the ecosystem. So if you know anybody, please let them know. Check out my YouTube page where you will see the upcoming events. There's a lot of great content and we haven't even put everything out there yet. So you don't wanna miss out for next year. More importantly, please do like, subscribe and share our show so that we can continue in 2022 with a bang, with a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm, and we can really, really help you design a happy and productive workplace playground for your startups and for your business. Now, let's get started. Mental health teams, business leaders, startup founders, where do I start and what are the five key tips that we would like to share with you let me just take this hat off because i think you know yeah i think it's much better this way right question number one does your current working patterns work for you right so one of the things that i like to ask startup leaders especially when you are starting to rethink your mental health and how you want to work in the new year is to start thinking about being more proactive in terms of how you manage your time and how you work your current rhythm does it work for you have you embraced a nine to five right well let's say that's not even possible i would assume that most leaders i probably ditched your nine to five club by now and are probably working even longer hours. I would also say ditch the Monday to Friday club. One thing I've seen is that a lot of um, business leaders sometimes work longer hours. They've already ditched the nine to five, increase the hours. Yes, they still do a Monday to Friday that might not work with the energy level. So if that is you, then think about how do you restructure your day? And in fact, I love working on Sunday. I found that taking the day off on Saturday gives me plenty of energy to work on Sunday. And I just need to do maybe a half a day or something a bit smaller or think about the, the type of work I do midweek, maybe on a Wednesday, so that I can re myself. 
So this is a cycle that works with my energy level so that even if I do longer, long hours every day, I feel like I still have energy. I can come onto my life and I'm like, wow, I'm here to serve you. Ditch the 5 a.m. club. The reason why I say that is that a lot of entrepreneurs, especially when they start going to mentoring and things like that, they are redirected from to this idea of waking up early is great for you. You have to work at, work at 5 a.m. If it works for you, for me, of course it works because I'm a morning person. I'm more than happy to work from five until, I don't know, even 12 nonstop. But as soon as I have lunch, my energy level goes down. So I've restructured my day so that I do a lot of the deep thinking in the morning. Some of the clients call midday, early afternoon. And or maybe I go to the gym early afternoon to get more energy and then do a bit more work in the evening, especially from five o'clock. For some reason, my body wakes up again. But that's how I work. So I will really love for you to also start thinking about how you work, whether you are business leaders or even just a manager. Maybe your companies have started going remote with hybrid working. You are starting to think about what to do differently. So here it is for you. So that was the first question. Does your current working pattern work for you? If not, then change that as it's going to be a really good way of boosting your energy level. Question number two or point number two. Having quality time with your people goes a long way to improve your well-being. And this is something that in a very fast-paced environment, we don't normally see. We tend to focus more on KPIs, OKRs, things that we do where we can see the results straight away. But things like having quality time with our people is things that we that we can't really measure. And because we can't measure that or we can't see the results straight away, it goes behind the pile or underneath the pile of all of other things that we need to do. One really good way of doing that is to think about changing one-to-ones so that at least once a month you can really have a coffee, have a nice relaxed chat, really move away from just what have you done today and to start really connecting. It's not just about the goals. It's not just about where the other person wants to go, but it's about getting to know them. And the same happened with your teams, right? Think about what I've spoken about a lot over the year, over the year, <laughs> since we have started the show, the deconstructed team building exercise that you can start bringing once a month, once a quarter. You don't need a new meeting. Change the current meeting that you have with your team so that you can bring those elements to improve the communication. The more you know the people around you, the more you start really feeling connecting, building the trust, and you are going to improve your mental health and their mental health and well-being. They will feel heard. They will know that together we are working towards designing a happy and productive workplace playground. Point number three, delegation. Delegation is a, your secret tool to clear your mental space and empower your people. I wasn't really meant to talk about it today, but after running a two-day leadership development program, I thought, yes, I really have to mention that. One of the biggest challenges, the, ma the managers I was working with, I was training, one of the biggest challenges was um, this idea of delegating. Some of them are taking their first journey into management. Some of them were already managers for a while, but delegation is still something they struggled with. And I see that a lot even growing up in a tech career and working a lot with startups. Sometimes it's difficult for people to delegate. It could be because of 
the preferences, the way they manage, the fact that they are worried that if I delegate, they won't do it the way I do it or they won't do it as quickly as I will do it. By the time I explain what they have to do, I would have done it myself. Or it could simply be because delegation actually requires a lot of upfront planning from the leader. So if you ask a leader who already empowered the team, but you struggle to delegate, chances are that the reason why you're not doing that is because you're not taking enough time to prioritize the work, think upfront of what is needed and the best way to delegate. I would definitely recommend that you spend some time looking at your reasons why you don't delegate and how you can improve your delegation skills. Of course, if you'd like to speak to me about that, I'd be more than happy to send you the section on delegation that I trained during the two-day leadership program just to help you think about that. And if you're wondering why is that important when we start looking at mental health and well-being of your team, think about this. To help a team member reach the highest level of motivation of as, a, as an individual and uh, as an employee, they need this concept of self-actualization. They need to feel valued. They need to feel empowered. They need to work based on, they need to do activities that challenges them, right? And to be able to get those opportunities as a manager, you need to delegate certain tasks and let people grow in their development and their journey. You can also look look up the Maslow hierarchy of needs and look at the actualization, the, the level five, and even the level three to five really targets this idea of a working with a manager that allows you and pushes you forward. Delegation is a great tool for that. And again, if you want to look at the Maslow hierarchy of needs, but from the context of workplace, please let me know. I've got nice infographics I can send you. So this is the reason why I thought, well, if you want to use one tool, one secret tool that can hit both your own well-being, reduce your workload and motivate and empower the happiness of your team, delegation is the, the things that I highly recommend. Moving on swiftly to number four, what are your important but not urgent priorities for 2022? Think about it this way. If Father Christmas turn up and says, do you know what? You've been a good, great leader this year. I'm going to give you one week free of interaction. One week where you don't have to worry about uh, just even talking to clients. You don't have to worry about uh, invest in talking to investors, talking to your people. Everything will be taken care of. And all you have to do is just to work on the list. What are you going to put on your list? This is something that I, um, I really ask a lot of people to really think about because this, this idea of really planning my day, not just planning what I have to do, this huge long list, but to focus on the important and not urgent tasks is something that many leaders don't do. Our focus is on what is urgent, what we really need to work on and move on. And of course, those are very important. Without them, well, we won't really achieve something, anything in an organization. But one of the secrets is to look at the other aspects, the what we call Q2 in terms of um, important but not urgent. Things that you know that if you do will improve your well-being and the well-being of others, right? I talk a lot about this idea of this framework of the workplace playground. When you start looking at the organization based on different levels, the vision, direction, clarity, communication, people, growth, 
and fun, as you know, it deconstructed team building exercises. Those are the things that, of course, your organization will survive if you don't pay attention to them. But how well will it survive? How how good will the culture be? How well would you motivate and improve the well-being of your team? None of this comes for free. Those are work that needs to be scheduled. But unfortunately, when there's no urgency, those kind of things just disappear. So that's why I really encourage you to spend the time to plan those activities so that they are at the forefront of your mind and so that you can also start putting them in your diary and really start working on them. Before I move on to the next and final one, yes, I don't have Christmas shopping to do, but I have my Christmas celebration to start. So I'm going to keep this one short because I know that a lot of you need to go out and start shopping. Um, and if you actually have any questions or anything you have to say, please uh, use your comments, please the comments, and, um, and we'll, I'll be happy to respond live. Now, when we start looking at the important and not urgent activities, one of the things that I've seen, this was an activity that I did as well during the leadership training or I do during the startup advisory that I do with my teams um, and my clients. But one of the things that people forget are all of the other things that helps them being effective as leaders, right? Mental health and well-being. People really start thinking about the team a bit more, think about the workplace playground framework, think about how to improve everything. But things that help you in terms of your mindset usually don't make the list. So please add them on the list. Do you like journaling, meditation, taking long walks? All of those things that you know is important for you, but you struggle to find the time to include them in your diary, then please add that as part of your important and not urgent list and start thinking about what you're going to change in 2022. What about your body and how great you like to feel? Some people like to run in the morning. Some people like to go to the gym. Some people like to do uh, different types of activities that are not as, um, as, as challenging on your knees, for example. Whatever it is that helps you feel good about your body. Going swimming, for example. This is not something that I will do, but I know that uh, my social media manager loves it. So there you go. Go swimming. I will even let, in, encourage you to speak to her. She can share with you your experience if you'd like. But those are really important that you schedule on your in your day because for my social media manager, that's a way for her to re-energize herself every single week. Maybe that's your that's for you as well, or whatever other tricks that you need, but it's important to have that. Think about family and friendship, because that's also really important. I'm the kind of person that can tell you, I will call you in a week, but for me, the idea of a week can actually be a month. Because I'm so busy that every time I say, yeah, you said, I need to do this in a week. If it's not work-related, especially if I tell a friend I will call you, I have to put in my calendar because I know that when I start running in my long days, I just feel like, oh, it was yesterday that I spoke to, um, to Christina. But, oh, no, it was actually a month ago. <laughs> and it happens to all of us, right? So what I'm starting doing, uh, I know it's weird, but I either put the um, date or even just a word like, Christina, Tom, or no mom, dad, in my diary, because I know that I do think about those people. When I remember that, oh, I need to speak to them, I'm usually working. And when I switch off, I completely I complete forget everything, and I just don't even use my phone. I'm not so much on social media or when I relax and things like that. That it doesn't get done, right? Yet, relationship and friendship is really, really important to nurture as business leaders. So please make the time to add that to your list. Finally, last one, last tip for Alice before Christmas 2021. 
having dinner with the queen. This is a concept that you've heard me speak of a few times. And the reason why I bring it back over and over is to help you combine number four and five. When you have your list of important but not urgent things to do, how do you convince the people around you, your team, and yourself, even more importantly, to get them done? And this is a concept that I call having dinner with the queen. Of course, if you would like to replace the queen with your favorite, your favorite um, uh, person in your life, it could be your partner or it could be a famous person, but someone that if they ask you today to meet them and um, they're on, they, I mean, it's like one in a lifetime opportunity, would you make the time in your incredibly busy schedule to do it? Most of us, the answer will be yes for that person that is really hard to reach, right? Yet we lack the discipline to do it for ourselves. Many times leaders will book some kind of focus time in their diary, but what tends to happen is that whenever a team member wants some time or whenever something happens, the focus time gets out of the way and we jump into the, the more urgent things. Yet, as I said before, without keeping our eyes and our minds on the important and not urgent, you might not be able to make the progress that you want for your organization, especially when it comes to things that can't be measured quickly. Those can be things as simple as giving yourself enough time to think about the direction and the vision of your organization so that you can transmit that clearly. You can have a clear roadmap, a clear roles and responsibility for the team. All of those little things that we know people can live without, depending on how you look at it, but if, but those are things that when they're not there, people feel it, right? So this is why I really encourage you to think about that. And one extra tip for people who think, well, I can't disappear for two hours. Well, you can't. You don't have to do it every day. You can do it once a week for, let's say, three hours. One of the things that I do, the day before I have my dinner with the queen slot booked, I will go around the stakeholders that I know might need me urgently and try to sort out any issues and tell them that my, I'm not, I'm not going to be available the next you know, three hours, let's say, on, the, on Thursday morning. But if there's anything that they need, we can either book a, a call straight after or please, even better, asynchronous communication. Find me on Slack, put your message, your question, the context, so that as soon as my slot is over, I'm available for you and I can answer your question. This way, it minimizes disruption. It minimizes the, the feeling of if I go dark and to think about important things, people can't reach me. There you have it. I hope that I've given you a few tools, things that, of course, are a bit different ways of, of, of uh, thinking. Others you probably heard of before, but as we know, we know that, you know, maybe we, we know that what we need to do for our health or we know what we have to do for um, our well-being, but we don't actually put them in practice. So today's show was to give you new ideas, but at the same time, really drilling again and again and again on those old ideas that we all know, but don't practice as often as we should. So the five things that we looked at today was, does your current working pattern works for you? Quality time with your people will go a long way to improve their well-being. Delegation, delegation, delegation is key secret tool to clear your mental space and empower your people. What are your important but not urgent priorities for 2022? And five, having dinner with the queen. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. 
as the sun sets on 2021 i would like to wish you a wonderful merry christmas and a happy new year 2021 and for those who do not celebrate christmas i want to i hope that you're going to take the time off if you are taking it off to really enjoy the time to relax um <laughs> take take um you have a chance here where most people are not working and you might not have many clients so this is really opportunity to relax and to look after yourself and your mental space all the best for this year and remember of course like subscribe share all of that stuff please do so more importantly let's design a happy 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 and productive workplace playground for 2022 together.